Kendall Gill is back in town, signing autographs at the comic book store. Kendall Gill? Wow! Time out, Goo. Are you serious? Is Didi Goopy? <laughs> oh, man! You are serious. Kendall Gill is dope. Yeah, and I didn't get a chance to get his autograph before it was traded. Hey, let's go! We're there. On the Lord of Nick. On the Lord of Hibbert, Nick, Nick. On the Ricky Ticky Low, while living number one, Nickelodeon. U G. L-Y, you ain't got no alibi. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. I'm Andrew. This is Justin. This is Lyndon. And this is episode number 228. We're talking My Brother and Me, The Charity, or alternately titled The Quest for Kendall's <laughs> Autograph. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I'd ever seen the title "The Quest for Kendall's Autograph," but surprisingly, it's actually I think the more popular one. When you, mm. ha- if like if you have to search, especially if you have to search to watch it online, uh, um, the um, quest for Kendall. Yeah, Kendall's I had um, I had to search for it. I just bought it off of Amazon, but I didn't know if I was buying the right episode because that's exactly what it said. I didn't. Mm. I had to read the description and everything. I didn't know. I honestly didn't know it was called that. Oh, yeah. so, sorry. I, I, oh man, I should have helped you out there. Oh. It's yeah, it's on uh, Vimeo or Venmo. Which one is uh, Vimeo, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think that's Venmo. <laughs> Venmo is um... how you pay people, correct? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you can also send us money at Venmo, but uh, yeah, you can find this episode on <laughs> Vimeo. Um. Yeah. I I've always thought of it as the charity. Um. I just happened to like a month ago or something get the DVD from Amazon and I'm looking at it right now and on here it's called The Quest for Kendall's Autograph. Yeah. On um on the official Wikipedia page, some of the videos, I think like IMDb is the only thing that calls it the charity. Hmm. That's weird because I've always thought of it as that. I don't know. Yeah. Is this like some Kazam Shazam type thing going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the same like, thing they uh, do with Salute Your Shorts. It's like whatever TV yeah, guide called it versus whatever the show's production called it or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, yeah, I do prefer the charity, though the quest for Kendall's autograph does definitely help you know which episode you're watching a little bit more. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, this is uh, this episode. There's two different dates, fittingly, uh, that I found, but I think it's generally agreed upon that this is episode one of the series, the pilot. That's how that's how I always thought of it. Yeah, there's there's some places that listed it as the tenth episode, um, but I'm going season one, episode one, which would make it October fifteenth, nineteen ninety four. Yeah. Um, there is we we've covered nineteen ninety four like crazy, but. Um, Lyndon, I think it was you that suggested that maybe we could start the episode by talking about some of our favorite sports cameos, right? Yeah, that made me think about, you know, watching all the 90s shows and, you know, the celebrity walks in, you get the, ooh, you know, and all of that. You yeah. get that, that same that same track that's in every 90s sitcom or whatever, sure. you know. It just made me think about, you know, like, I don't watch... All the TV is Netflix and all that now, so you don't get as much cameos as how, you know, sitcoms were huge in the 90s. So uh, a guest spot was big. So it made me think about what are some of the cool guest spots, you know, because Kendall Gill has a guest spot on My Brother and Me. 
what are some of the cool guest spots we've seen, you know, in the nineties? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I loved the prompt, uh, Andrew, Justin, did you get, were you guys able to dig up some stuff? Oh yeah. Yeah. I got a few, it was fun to revisit some of them. I had to search out, you know, what was out there and some of them I forgot about, but they're really fun to rewatch. Yeah. Well, uh, why don't we just kind of, why don't we just rattle through some, uh, Lyndon, do you want to start us off? What, what, what's some of, what, are, what were some of your favorite, uh, athlete cameos? There's only two I can really remember that I love. Number one was um, Vader on Boy Meets World, Mm -hmm. as in the wrestler Big Van Vader. Yeah, Uh, he was on Boy Meets World. That was a great episode. And um, also Grandmama Larry Johnson on Family Matters. That was a good episode, too. I can't think of any more besides those. I mean, I know some, but those are two that really stuck with me for a while. Yeah. I don't know if I... What was the second one? Grandmama? Yeah, you you remember Larry Johnson? Oh, yeah, of course. Back in the day? Yeah. You know, he played the uh, Grandmama. He was like a grandma. He he put the moo-moo dress on and the glasses and everything. (laughs) You don't remember that? I'm not sure if I do. He even had a gold tooth as Grandmama. It was hilarious. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, another uh, another one of my favorites is King Griffey Jr. He was on um, Fresh Prince. That was a good episode. Mm-hmm. And my, Bo Jackson was on an episode, too. That was pretty funny. Yeah, King Griffey, um, whatever he touches, you could just generally <laughs> accept as good. Um, Horrible actor, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Andrew, I imagine you definitely have a Ken Griffey episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, well, along with Roger Clemens, Wade Boggs, Steve Sachs, Ozzie Smith, Jose Canseco, Don Mattingly, Daryl Strawberry, <laughs> and Mike Sosha uh, as the 1992 Springfield Nuclear Plant softball champs. Oh, wow. Yeah. Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah. Homer at the um, bat. Homer Incredible the bat. episode. So good. Just just yeah so hilarious amazing and he has the line i think we've talked about this before but he has the line that would be your aim screen name for a long time right oh yeah which is uh he's drinking that uh mr burns's tonic and he says i I feel like there's a party in my mouth and everyone's invited (laughs) (laughs) the way he delivers that line (laughs) yeah incredible and Andrew's screen name was Party in My Mouth with some numbers, right? Oh, yeah, zero, zero. Yeah. <laughs> wow. AIM. Um, yeah. AIM, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's safe to share AIM screen names, right? Yeah, Those sure. things are probably long gone. <laughs> I think so. I don't even remember mine. No? <laughs> no, oh, I don't remember. Man, Justin, do you, do you did you have AIM? Oh, I did. I don't I don't want to I don't want to recall the names. Uh <laughs> Probably, um, nor nor my ICQ names. If you guys had that, wow, I don't know, okay. know what what that is. It's a yeah. I think they're still doing that investigation, aren't they, Justin? Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> I got another year or two before I'm allowed to talk about it. <laughs> okay, no problem. Uh, Justin, did you have any favorite uh, athlete cameos? Yeah, so I thought I thought the Bo Jackson on the Fresh Prince was really good. It wasn't anything special. It was kind of an episode where a bunch of celebrities just shot, showed up, and he was like, you know, these are my close personal friends. 
But, you know, at that time, Bo Jackson was like, he was like the merch seller. He was like a phenom and one of the biggest athletes in both sports. And I had the Homer at Bat episode. I, I don't know how many of the people actually played the characters, but I think like so. when I think of celebrities in pop culture, I that I always think of that episode. Yeah. Um, my top two, though, that I enjoyed was the Larry Johnson and Family Matters, the grandmama. Just watching them play street ball together was like wild. <laughs> And then I think the best done, the, the the best of the 90s as far as execution, I thought the Ken Griffey on Fresh Prince was hilarious. I thought it was funny them going at it, him and Will kind of jousting with each other. But another thing, we're talking about wrestling, like the Vader recurring role was is what I think of most as far as wrestlers and cameos. But there was another episode of Family Matters where the Bushwhackers were on. And Carl, oh, yeah, uh, and that's I right. think Carl and Urkel had to wrestle them. It was pretty funny. Yeah, I remember that episode. Andrew, well, did you have any others besides Simpsons? Um, I noted a few others. Okay. Um, Hank Aaron in uh, Alila of her own uh, Futurama. He plays uh. both um, both himself and like his great 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 whatever uh, grandson. Okay. Um, who's like the worst baseball player? Pretty funny. Um, also, Keith Hernandez on Seinfeld, the boyfriend. Um, Jerry oh. helping him move. His, of course. You know? Of course. <laughs> Classic. And uh, I have to mention Captain Lou Albano as. Oh, um, there we go. As uh, Mario, and of course, as uh, wrestler and killer Ernst. Mm-hmm. Hey, dude. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, Captain Lou. Forgot about that. You, you know what's weird? For as big of a star in the '90s as Shaquille O'Neal was, mm. I can't believe he never did anything outside of basketball. Um, he was on Curb Your Enthusiasm. No, I'm, ju- I'm just, I'm just oh. joking. Oh. <laughs> he's he's done like every commercial. He rapped. He was a genie. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but his uh, his scene in Curb where Larry trips him is pretty pretty wonderful um yeah the so yeah you meant you guys mentioned a couple i would i would add on um ron harper of course of the chicago bulls appears on keenan and kel um not my favorite episode but uh nick um i remember that episode uh probably one of my favorites is seinfeld paul o'neill um the episode is the wink where kramer uh, promises a sick boy named Bobby that Paul O'Neill will hit two home runs for him. Oh, <laughs> and uh, he hits that. one, and then he hits an inside the Parker, but they end up ruling it a triple <laughs> based on a fielding error. Uh, anyway, it's um, a truly insane episode. There's also a, a brief cameo of Derek Jeter in Seinfeld where George is showing him how to, like, showing him tips yeah, on yeah. swinging. <laughs> um i also love um well so there's there's pete and pete and um art donovan plays himself in space geeks um you know he's the he's kind of the old guy in the field who wants a donut (laughs) uh pretty great and then frank gifford uh is in range boy Mm. (laughs) Um, I i think he does go by frank in the episode yeah i think you're right yeah um, so there's there's two there's two in Pete and Pete, and then there was a couple movies that stood out to me. Uh, Brett Favre and Something About Mary. Mm. 
sure. um, oh, yeah. plays a pretty important role. And then sadly, I, well, I guess not because I was a kid. So why would I know him? But like my first exposure to John McEnroe was in Mr. Deeds. Mm. Um, and I thought he was very funny in that and like didn't quite realize that like, oh, he it's a joke about how he actually played tennis. So yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I, you know, that made me think of one more. Uh, Dan Marino in Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> I, I didn't know you was doing movies. If you were going to do movies, Dan Marino and Ace Ventura was going to be my number one. Yeah, yeah. That is yeah, great. That's very good. Very good. The whole Dolphins team is in that movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I do think um, Homer at, at the bat is, I think, like, overall, that's the most bang for your buck even though it's just yeah. voices it, like they're still it's, cartooned as themselves so yeah and all the hilarious situations that they end up in it's just yeah very comical yeah um i guess we should have mentioned before we just rattled off all those uh athletic appearances the reason we did that is because <laughs> <laughs> athlete kendall gill um, is kind of the heart of this episode. And I guess if you didn't know that and you're listening to this episode, you should really start by going back and watching it. Um, <laughs> but it, that, it really felt like, I mean, I liked basketball as a kid, so I like I knew the name Kendall Gill. But mm. it, feel, it felt like, even if you didn't love basketball, it was just kind of like instantly iconic. Yeah, I... I didn't know, like, I didn't know him. I didn't really know any, you know, sports figures outside of, like, the most, very most famous ones. But, um, you know, I could tell, like, what was going on. Seemed to be, I assumed he was a real uh, player. Um, And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, like, I, I just never questioned it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I knew he was a real player because I'm a huge basketball mm-hmm. fan. So, um, I mean, he he wasn't like a you know superstar in, at the '90s. I mean, even though everybody in the '90s was a superstar, but he wasn't like a you know Jordan or Barkley or nothing. But he was good. He was good though. Um, in case anybody wants to know, uh, Justin loves basketball. Also, he is a huge Cleveland Cavaliers fan. So. <laughs> Is that right, Justin? Um, nice. Uh, yeah, no, not really. <laughs> but uh, I, d- I do go to Cleveland quite a bit for for games because they're they're my closest sports uh, in the NBA. But you're a Miami Heat guy, right? Yes, I am. Yeah. And, yeah uh, anybody that knows Justin remotely knows that I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah. I I I didn't think I I wouldn't have guessed it because like it does seem like you really love the Heat. Oh yeah, I do. Um, yeah, he's just giving me a hard time because like my Cavaliers always beat his his Charlotte team. So, oh, here we um, go. <laughs> yeah, well, they they both got knocked out of the uh, play-in, um, so they're both sitting at home watching. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's kind of a cool combination if you're a basketball fan. But man, this this episode just rips. Uh, yeah. It's it's really. <laughs> it's got a great pace uh it's there's great jokes the voice o- the voiceovers are really humming in this one um, <laughs> yeah. yeah and and like just the just the dual storylines they like play really well together between the bizarre i don't know why i'm like giving a review right now but i'm just very excited to get into this episode i feel like <laughs> sure. it's one that it's it's, 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 it's one so that good. we've been waiting it's to so get good. into 
um, for years. It's it's one of those it's one of those episodes that if nobody's ever seen my brother and me, this is the one you tell them. To yeah, watch. yeah, yes, yeah, definitely, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's it. This is this is basically the whole of them getting into trouble together. This is everything that the whole season's about. Yeah. This is in one episode. You get every character in this thing. I mean, even you get Moo. I mean, Moo makes an appearance. Um, you, you Moo just... makes a count. We're talking about Kendall Gill. We're not talking <laughs> enough about Moo. <laughs> he makes a cameo. Yeah, it's very solid too. Um, well, do Andrew? Do you want to jump into this as we've been? You know, sure. waiting a long time to sink our teeth into the chair. Sure. <laughs> so one afternoon at the park, or one morning, I guess, at the Parker house, Alfie and Dee Dee are sorting through their parents' old music collection so they can sell it at the upcoming charity bazaar. Dee Dee is baffled by the record albums and eight-track cassette, cassette tapes, and when he thinks about how much better he has it, He's grateful he didn't grow up in ancient times like their parents. Albums and night tracks were the way mom and daddy used to listen to music in the old days. Why didn't they just listen to a CD? Because they didn't have them back then, Didi. They barely had the telephone. <laughs> well, what about answering machines? Nope. VCRs? Nope. Video games? Nope. So what did they do for fun? I don't know. I remember one time Daddy told me there was a pinball machine at the bowling alley that he and his friends used to play. A pinball machine? I'm glad I'm a kid now, instead of in ancient times, like Mama and Daddy. <laughs> uh, big joke there. Big zinger. Uh, before the <laughs> opening credits. Yeah, it kind of was a joke, but not really. Like, there's, no, a, big la- there's a big laugh. There's a big laugh. But this is not the, you know, I don't know. It just seemed no, more it's like not... a comment that, you know, his parents were old. <laughs> For sure. It's like a yeah. comic like <laughs> strip joke, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, soon Melanie comes down with a box of clothes to take to the bazaar, and their mom tells the boys that they each have to pick something to donate. Alfie and Dee Dee don't want to give any of their stuff away, but they volunteer to be the donkeys in the dunk tank. You guys ever it... done a dunk tank? Hmm, good question. I've never uh, been in the tank, but I've definitely, I've definitely sank a few people. Oh, that's exciting. I don't think I ever have. Yeah. I don't think I've ever even seen one in real life. Really? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think I have either, to be honest with you. Like it, it seems like a common thing, but I can't remember a specific one. They had one at our local carnival every summer, uh, and they would have like local police officers like volunteer to get in and as a skateboarder it was my duty to make sure they got wet (laughs) yeah they they brought one to my where i work like they had like a you know a staff appreciation day so they brought like a bunch of like carnival type stuff Mm. and there was a dunk tank for our boss (laughs) Uh, and did you do it did i do it no i uh You didn't want to look bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, you know, like I, I a- afterwards, I walked up to him and I just said, like, I could never. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he fires you the next. Yeah, day. that's right. He's, he's he's like you snow. Just for being for being weak. Yeah, you snowflake. <laughs> <laughs> that was a test. <laughs> Uh, well, as uh, by, they oh, by the way, by oh, the way, this this bizarre um, yeah. set, like this, what they built, 
I yeah. I think really good for like probably what the money probably the money they had. Agreed. It's yeah, a pretty good sure. carnival set. Yeah, quite a few people walking around in the background, extras walking around oh, in the background doing stuff. So so uh, impressive the amount of extras here. Yeah, if you, it always feels like something's going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, as they finish sorting through the records, Goo shows up at the door with a box of stuff for the bazaar. He lays the charm on Mrs. Parker and Melanie, and he reveals that he's donating his celebrity doll collection. Yeah, I decided to donate some of my celebrity doll collection. <laughs> An Urkel doll? Don't laugh. I guarantee that in five years, this guy will make you forget Ty Bridges. Hope! <laughs> Yeah. Pulls out his Urkel doll. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Man, I wish I had an Urkel doll. Like when I was a kid. I went on, not, e- not I went on, e- I went on eBay to see how much they go oh, for okay. now in a box. It was like $65. Oh, that's not as bad as maybe I yeah, yeah. That's not horrible. I mean, if I'm you not, really want it. Yeah, I'm not about to buy one, but. I had a friend that had that one. I think it has a pull string on it because uh-huh. I remember it saying like, did I do that and uh, got any cheese? <laughs> I was just about to say, what's the second catchphrase? Got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I forgot about the That's got any great. cheese. Uh, yeah, I definitely, I had a Pee Wee Herman pool doll. I had one too. Yeah. I hate that I said that <laughs> so loud too. Man, we're going to have to cut that part out. No way. Nah, you're excited, man. Let it go. No way. <laughs> Lyndon Zoe's been a huge Paul Rubens Jeez. fan. <laughs> Mainly as, like ma- blow. mainly as personal life. <laughs> Tell him about that time you went and watched a movie with him. Man. I mean, I was bored. And... Yeah. <laughs> he didn't know what was going to happen. I don't know if I was born when that even happened. What? What? When did? What year was that? That was in the nineties. Yeah. Oh, we, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that should have been a Ferguson because that was a real bummer. Um, which, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean, was it? Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, it like it was a major chink. I, I had like chink in the armor. I, I, it, like you were holding him up on such a, yeah, level. I had toys. I literally have pictures of myself as a child dressed in a gray suit with a red bow tie <laughs> with slicked hair, and like problem child. <laughs> no, like Pee Wee Herman. No, you remember problem the movie? Did yeah, you see the first Problem Child? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When he when he dressed up like the serial killer, <laughs> yeah. with the red bow tie and yeah. all, and the suit and every the gray suit and everything. Yeah. Wow. How did we get on to Pee Wee Herman? I don't oh, know. Toys. This is oh, what yeah, happens. Toys. Okay, oh, yeah. Urkel. He's got an Urkel. Okay. <laughs> Goo yep. has brought an, an Urkel. Urkel down. Okay. Um, so. <laughs> Later, while Elfie and Dee Dee are picking up trash at the bazaar, Mr. Parker shows off his patchwork dunking booth. Roger breaks it to Jennifer that he has to work on a special assignment for Sunday's paper and won't be able to make the bazaar. Since he won't be available to sell tickets, he assigns the job to Melanie, and she tries to rope Dion into helping her. But instead, Dion introduces her to her boyfriend's cousin, Tracy. Um, I just want to pause for a second and just say this is this is maybe the weakest part of the episode this the whole dion storyline it feels like it never really goes anywhere yeah i think you probably could have cut it um but nevertheless 
Um, so while Elfie and Didi are, uh, wait for the donkey boot to get filled, Roger gives them some money to spend at the bazaar. The boot will be ready in an hour and a half, people. All right, boys, be in your swim trunks in 90 minutes. What are we doing till then? Enjoy the bazaar. Yeah, you two have a good time. Oh, and to help you out, here's a little cash. Yeah, very little. <laughs> wow. Uh, I thought this was pretty humorous. The giving him a dollar. Yeah, uh, yeah, Elfie has a good voiceover here. Yeah. Um, I forget um, what he says. Something about like. It's like, I'll give you guys a little money. And then he thinks, yeah, real little. <laughs> Zinger. It was $1. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know what they were going to do with that. <laughs> One toss at the ring toss booth, I guess. Of the things I saw, mm. I think I'm going to that for- fortune teller. Hmm. You think? Well, not for a dollar. You're not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, be- They'll tell you your future is coming back with more money. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I see you coming back in five minutes with more cash. I see you wasting my time. Uh, before they get to the ring toss booth, Goo shows up with big news. Kendall Gill is back in town. He's signing autographs at the comic book store. Oh, yeah. I just... <laughs> That's because he's been traded, Andrew. Oh, oh okay. He's, he had been a Hornet, I... <laughs> an integral part of a, the Hornet team for three years. Okay. And he had been traded to the Seattle Supersonics, uh, which is why there. the jersey hanging behind him is not a Hornets jersey in the comic shop. It's a Supersonics jersey. Um, okay. Wait a minute. Well, where are they? They're in. Uh, they're in. They're in Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay, okay. Charlotte. Yeah. And so he's just he's just come back though for a visit. Right? Yeah, literally back in town, yeah. seemingly to like talk to Roger. <laughs> like he's really hanging on Roger. Like Roger goes to yell at the boys, and all of a sudden, like, Kendall Gill's also <laughs> just straight up chilling next to Roger as he yells at his kids. That's true. Like, true. That's weird. I think the um, me. I think the comic book. The lady, uh, played by Kim Fields, mm. I think she just hired him just to sign autographs for money. Yeah, and they call they call Roger and let him know, hey, Kendall's in town. You need to go interview him. Yeah, yeah. I think you. I think you may be right. Um, I I just like I love this whole like moment of I can't believe this is happening. You know, it feels like a very kid moment. Yeah. Like it's something oh, yeah. not maybe not that huge of a deal if you're an adult, but when you're a kid, you're like, yes, it's the exact thing you would blow off a responsibility for. Yes, like yeah, this is yeah. worth this is worth risking my parents being mad at me for. For sure. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> and, I mean, and this is such the... an Alpha and Didi thing too. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I think before the internet and stuff, though, like you see these people on television and like for them to do signings and appearances, I didn't know that you could meet celebrities like mm. in the back then, you know what I mean? Like makes it sound like this would be an event that the whole town shuts down. Like we had Bill Murray come here for Groundhog Day <laughs> and like, it's a, it's, it was a big thing. It's like, Oh, this is a real person coming to your town. Like, so yeah, I think Kendall Gill would shut it down. Oh yeah. Coming back. Oh yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's as big as it feels. Like in for as a kid watching it, I feel like that would be huge. Yeah. Like I Yeah, I remember Oh, go ahead, Jess. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I was just going to say, probably on the scale of when Paul Rubens came to Houston. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he only had a condo down here. He only ran it for six months. It was not a big deal. Um, I was going to say, back in the day, I'm a wrestling fan. So, in an event or wrestling would come to town, I would have to, it would have to be in the paper for me to actually see something. Mm-hmm. That's how, yeah. you know. You know, with no internet or anything, so I would actually like go through the papers and see, you know, wrestling's coming to you know whatever or Civic Center or whatever. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And buy tickets the old-fashioned way, which is actually going to the box office. <laughs> right. Yeah. And buying the tickets, and that's for any concert back in the day or whatever event. Oh yeah, I'd go to go to the grocery, wait at the like ticket counter. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. You could you could you can pay your bill and buy tickets at the same time. Yeah. You, you still never told me how you got in, invited to Neverland Ranch. You have to tell me that off air sometime. I'll tell you off air. Okay, I'll cool. tell you off air. Boy, you guys got a real rapport oh, here. <laughs> oh, you just wait. You just wait. Um, Andrew, did you Plenty ever... Plenty of time. Did, Andrew, did you ever wait in line for an autograph? And if so, who? Hmm. Uh, uh, you know, I think I did. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Drew Carey. Really? He had a book that was out. We were very young. And I think I was just there, uh, like, tagging along with my dad or something. Um, but it was, like, a brief early thing. Uh, he a wrote a book, one. though. Very Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, my mine was uh the only one I can like vividly remember waiting in line was for um an Indi- Cleveland Indians relief pitcher. Uh, his mm. name was Jose Mesa. He actually lost us the nineteen ninety seven World <laughs> Series. There was literally ninth inning, two outs, we were winning, and he blew the blew the World Series. Um, but I think the autograph was before the World Series, um, like probably ninety six <laughs> or ninety five. So I was hoping you were going to say you met him to confront him. <laughs> yeah, I th- yeah, I, 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 I threw a ball at him. Um, no, yeah, it was it was a very weird, and if it, it was like a charity type event, where it was like it was like a dinner for money that went to a charity. I must have been there with family, and then he like sat after the dinner. He just sat at a table and signed baseballs. Hmm. Um, Justin, have you have you uh, any like spe- really memorable besides Bill Murray? Um, I mean, I kind of do that regularly, uh, mm. like meeting different people. Last weekend, I think I don't even know what day it is. I think it was last weekend or the weekend before. I I met Chevy Chase, which was mm. really cool. Oh man, yeah, um, so cool! But so yeah, I mean that out of that's just like he. I think he's the funniest guy to ever live. <laughs> Him, Bill Murray, and. Uh, Hmm. I mean, they're pretty much chops for me. So that was that was really cool. But yeah, I go to I go to conventions often, and I feel like I've spent more time waiting in lines in my life than I had like <laughs> going to grade school and the whole way up through twelfth grade. So cool. Uh, uh, yeah, something I enjoy doing. Yeah, that's fun. yeah, that is cool. I would have definitely I would have definitely loved to meet Kendall Bill. Oh yeah. Well, Kidding. he still got a shot. He's still kicking. <laughs> <laughs> I've never met that. I've met people in all the sports. I've never met anybody in the NBA. Um, 
It's my basketball. Favorite sport. Basketball is the hardest to go. They get. just don't do signings. They don't do. And if it is a signing, it's not a very like big player that you want somebody to get yeah. it signed. It just NFL NFL players do it all the time. NBA is the hardest to get basketball uh, to sign. They just don't do it. I did. I said uh, at the one WrestleMania there was the Monday Night Raw after it was in Miami and Dwayne Wade's like my all time favorite player. And uh, oh, I was you mean, like six, you mean six, Cle- you mean Cleveland Cavalier legend Dwayne Wade? Um, we try to forget about that, but uh, Justin, was, did he did he lift that restraining order on you, or is it still pending? I was be- this was before, but like, uh, gotcha. I was like six rows behind him, and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, this is the craziest. This is the closest I've been to like almost NBA any NBA star. Mm-hmm. Just wild. I, I would I would fly somewhere to meet him or. Like Jordan or something like, but that's like I would I would meet like you know a bench player. I don't I don't care. I I just love the NBA, but yeah. they just don't do signings. Hockey and maybe because we don't have a team in Pittsburgh, but um, it's just really hard to meet people in the NBA. Maybe they don't need the money. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, probably not. Yeah, I did get a I got one NBA player's autograph, but it was because I sent a letter into the Cavs. <laughs> when I was a kid, like you could send letters and ask a player any question you wanted. Um, and then it, if your letter got picked, that player then would sign a Cav shirt and then you, I got it in the mail. So mine was from a guy named Brevin Knight. He was a point guard. I remember him. Yeah. Yeah. He was like a kind of a good journeyman, but he was never like, yeah, he was a decent role player. He was, he yeah. was good. Yeah. Yeah. So my, I had a cool Brevin Knight Cavs shirt. Do you remember what you asked? Question. The question I asked? Yeah. I believe it was, well, who is your favorite, like, who was your favorite oh. NBA team growing up? Yeah, sure. And I, his answer was just wherever, I, I forget wherever he was from. Um, pretty, you know, pretty, like, eight-year-old stuff. Sure. Fun, though. Um, okay, well. You didn't, you didn't ask him what it's like to be in the NBA? <laughs> uh, no, I asked him what his favorite ice cream flavor was. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> Uh, so Alfie gets Melanie to cover for them and they take off for the signing with what they figure is plenty of time before they have to get back to the booth while back at home Roger's busy making himself a serious sub sandwich god it looks good (laughs) it really does I was like salivating (laughs) watching him make that sub (laughs) it's just so huge it's like oh god Um, but the the bread is like pristine yeah, cheese, yeah. Le- I mean, the whole no, thing looked really, nice. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was like commercial worthy. Yeah, for sure. But I was going to ask you guys, what do you call a sandwich like that? I know you said sub, but mm-hmm. like where you're from, what do you call those kind of sandwiches? Uh, yeah, I, I was like trying to think of what to call it when I was writing it down. I guess sub. I mean, I don't know what else. Yeah, I would call it. I feel like we call we call them hoagies, oh, but like yeah, hoagies yeah. aren't typically that big. Uh, yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, he gets a call from his chief at the paper to drop everything, including his sub. Uh, later at the comic shop, the boys are waiting in line when Roger shows up to interview Kendall. Kendall, this is Roger Parker of the Charlotte News. Oh, the paper that said I ought to be traded. I didn't write that, Kendall. You know me, man. I wouldn't, I wouldn't write nothing like that. I watch you play. Just kidding, Roger. I'm very happy to be in Seattle. It's your dad. Uh-oh, we're supposed to be helping Mama. Oh man, we're dead. 
get out of here, Goo. No way. I ain't leaving until I get Kendall Gill's autograph. Look, if my daddy sees us, he'll ground me and Didi for life. We've got a break. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's kind of a, kind of a shocking moment. Uh, meanwhile, it's just like a, it's like right before the commercial break happens. Oh, it's like, oh, yeah. what are we gonna do now? Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Um, meanwhile, the dunking booth is getting ready to open, and without the boys, Jennifer is forced to fill in. Yeah. Uh, while back at the comic book store, Don Allen, Harry, Spock, Goo, who came up with the plan to hide Alfie and Dee Dee inside a couple of monster masks. Great plan. Look, this plan will work. Trust me. Hey, Goo, come on up here. This isn't gonna work, Goo. It will if you don't say anything. Especially you, Dee Dee. <laughs> I won't say a word. Now remember, let me do all the talking. Good afternoon, Mr. Parker. Mr. Gill. Kendall, this is my son Alfie's best friend, Milton Goo Berry. How's it going, Goo? Great, Mr. Gill. Just call me Kendall. Only if you think I'm worthy. Please, Goo, drop the act. How nice to see you, Dion. I'm glad to see that Halitosis problem has finally cleared up. <laughs> so who are your buddies, Goo? You remember my cousins, Boo and Moo, don't you? Oh, yeah, how you doing, boys? You're shy, Mr. Parker. Kendall kills their hero, but they're afraid to face him. That's why they're wearing the mask. You know how kids are. <laughs> Give them your cards. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a very memorable sequence of just the boys walking around the comic store with those masks on. Yes. This whole. I mean, it actually works. So, I mean. Yeah, yeah. And it makes sense. I mean, it should. Uh, and the masks. My... The... Sorry. Oh no! I was gonna say my favorite part was what's crazy is the nostalgia of that store. Did you look mm, around? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I mean that store was just <laughs> the the cars, the jerseys. What's crazy is you know everything. All that stuff is coming back. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. ten ten years ago it wouldn't have been as cool, but now stores look like that now. Yeah. They try to make it look like that. So I just love the whole and I love the um the way the Seattle Supersonics like the jerseys everything i thought they had a real cool designs and everything i hope i hope they come back one day yeah me too um also the uh monster masks are cool and unique looking like i've never seen them before anything quite like those out in the wild yeah they look pretty original in the way that like it cut it cuts out near the mouth so you can still see the mouth move yeah yeah cool. yeah um Goo introduces them to their dad as his cousins, Boo and Moo, and Kendall signs their cards. None the wiser. But as they're walking out of the store, Goo's actual cousin, Moo, shows up, and Roger unmasks the boys. Good afternoon, Mr. Parker. Mr. Gill? How you doing today, Moo? In Alaska. <laughs> Moo? <laughs> Tell your mother I'll see her later, Dee Dee. Okay, Dad. <gasps> you guys are busted. Uh, just this moment where Go Moo shows up is so good. I, like, you <laughs> you don't even know who he is for sure, but his shirt says, like, move it. So <laughs> you know who it is. <laughs> it's just yeah. a really good moment. And Roger, like having that like brief moment of 
uh, oh, hey, yeah. Moo. And then, the cl- Moo! The, cl- the classic sitcom. <laughs> hey, Moo. Yeah. Moo! Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Plus this kid. Classic. Perfect, too. It's like a mini version of Goo. He's even, like, doing the Goo thing of speaking to adults, like, really yeah. properly and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's so good. Um. The only thing that could have made that part better is if Roger did like a spit take of water when it fell to <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah. That would have made it great. That would probably that would have made it perfect. <laughs> was I the only one that was watching uh Didi like, man, this this little boy can act. Like he was like probably the best actor of the whole episode. Didi just him being right. just so just it being so genuine <laughs> of just him of who he is. Yeah. Yeah. He is really good. Um, and in fact, I think the whole cast is really with, I, I will say with the exception of, I think Mel, I'm not sure that actress is great, but really everybody else yeah. I think is doing a good job here. Like I think r- mom and dad are so good. I mean, I could watch, yeah, I yeah. could watch Roger just, he, yeah, you know, yeah. spit that dialogue all day. Oh, I was going to say, uh, what about Kendall? How do you feel about his performance? Uh, it was pretty casual. <laughs> cut and paste athlete i mean it wasn't <laughs> sure, nothing sure. it was the same he might as well would have been doing a press conference after a game you know that's <laughs> basically how they all sound yeah, it, yeah there really is a template to like a, uh, athletes performances yeah yeah they all feel kind of the same it's it's this kind gentle rhythm <laughs> they have true, to their right? talking they don't yeah. they don't go too. they don't act too hard but they don't, you know, they're not the best actors. It's it's interesting. Yeah. Who do y'all, I mean, looking at Kendall Gill's performance, was there any athlete, like, in a show or a movie that was pretty decent or good, you know, as a cameo or something? Um. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I just... I mean, Dan, Mar- Dan Marino wasn't horrible. He was actually pretty funny. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. For, for what they gave him, you know? For sure. I, I still feel like he does have a little bit of that weird weirdness of yeah. not being an actor, basically. But, Are we talking specifically like the, the main sports or what? Yeah, I guess. Well, I guess if you count wrestling, you get like Bonesaw and Spider-Man from Macho Man, which mm-hmm. is pretty good. Uh, well, yeah. there's an up and coming wrestler named uh, Dwayne Johnson who's doing all right. <laughs> sure, sure. I'll Google him. <laughs> I'll Google him. He's. I think he's on the independent scene right now, but you'll be hearing about him. Mm. I don't know. Okay, Lyndon. Okay. Maybe you've heard of Jungle Cruise. Hello. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Maybe you heard of uh, the Two Fairy. Okay. <laughs> or Doom. Is he the pacifier? Uh, uh. Or is that Vin Diesel? That was Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. Sure, that was Vin sure, Diesel. Sure, sure. Vin Diesel. Sorry. Um, You're getting your amazing actors mixed up, okay? Come on now. You're getting your Academy Award winners mixed up. Uh, well, there's, uh, what's his name too? Dave Batista. He's he's killing it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. John, John Cena. Yeah. yeah. John Cena's pretty good, yeah. Uh, two... Well, I guess if we can get rid of wrestlers, is there any actual, well, not actual, but you know what I mean. Le- Le- yeah. LeBron was pretty good in Trainwreck. Uh, he was playing LeBron though. Yeah, that doesn't count. Uh, he was okay. okay. Did you see Space Jam? <laughs> yeah, I I did. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and Bill Buckner, yeah, yeah. He, Bill Buckner, and Curb Your Enthusiasm. Very mm, funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, over at the bazaar, Jennifer and Melanie both get dunked. The, the boys apologize for their lie, but before they leave, Dee Dee comes up with another way to help people in in need. It's a charity bazaar. Mama said it's to raise money for the less fortunate. You know, it's always important for those who have to give back to those who don't. I try to give back all the time. Yeah. Well, I could use that fly sweatsuit you got on. After I wrap this interview, we're going to go and help your mom. By convincing Kendall to charge for his autographs. We're just dragging his ass all over town. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice guy. He is a really nice person. You know, oh, can I, so something weird here. There's a weird transition shot from um, the comic store to the bazaar. Mm. Where it just shows kind of like a lonely road in a field oh, yeah, yeah. with like yeah. one car going down it. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> but I have impre- a feeling that's it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I have a feeling that's like we're driving across town to the comic store. But yeah. they walked, right? Because they like they were <laughs> oh, just like, we're leaving. Yeah, good call. Yeah. Which makes it weird. Mm. It's like, wait, do you have to drive between these places? And whatever you just showed me looks like it's a long drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't even think about that. It does give the impression of, like, we're moving somewhere else. Yeah. Well, I'll post my essay on it, and you guys can mm, okay. digest. You got, it. you got it. Um, they, fi- uh, they figured out a way to make more from the drink- dunking booth, too putting both Alfie and Goo up in their masks for a chance to dunk two monsters. Uh, and the best part is, they get dunked by Moo at the end. I don't get it. Kendall gets $2 for an autograph, but the two of us together are only worth the buck. That's okay, Alfie. When we become superstars, these clowns won't be able to afford our autographs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean everything Classic. everything was just everything was just so good. Yeah. <laughs> it really is a great episode. I I mean there's like some stuff that you could complain about, but I don't really But you care let this slide cuz it's like it's cuz it's Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You know the Nickelodeon show. You know the stuff we let slide, you know it's because of just to make the show just to fill in a little bit yeah, yeah. or make it run a little smoother. You know, it's a Nickelodeon show. The show is great. I'm going to be honest with you. Nothing we say in this podcast today is going to, like, do any justice for this episode. <laughs> yeah, it's so hard to ex- It's so hard to explain because there's so much going on, but it's so good at the same time. You're just going to have to just watch it yourself. I mean, I'm telling you, it was just, it was just good. Yeah. We're not going to do it any justice. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, this show just has, like, a certain feel to it that you can't it's hard to explain it's like it's just the feel that you get from the combination of everything that's going on yeah to me it's that nostalgia 90s just kid show like a just the the 90s you know hijinks and the whole slang and just you know the laugh track i mean everything in this one episode yeah yeah i know we said we weren't gonna nitpick but can i nitpick for a second oh sure um it just wouldn't be you if we didn't (laughs) so (laughs) hang with me here so they're you know when they get back to the bazaar they put elfie and goo on the on the uh the the tank right yeah Mm -hmm. 
and they're wearing their masks, right? Yeah. Right. But Alfie only was given a dollar. Who bought those masks? Well, Roger was there. You think Roger bought those? You think Roger bought those masks <laughs> as a, as a punishment? No way. Yeah. That's yeah. I can see no, that. No, Roger is frugal. There's no way he's like, yeah. Let me just buy these weird masks you're wearing. <laughs> and who's to say um, uh, he didn't have any money? Um, Goo. Who's to say Goo didn't have any money? Yeah, that's true. He doesn't strike. Yeah, there's no way the there's no way the comic book lady is letting them walk out with a free mask. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, 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 no way. Not, not, not her. She charged that man five dollars <laughs> for one base basketball card. Can five dollars? Yeah. Which inflation? Inflation from 2022. That's like a fifteen dollar uh, card. Yeah. Okay, well, that was my only complaint. I just don't think okay. those masks make it from the store to the... <laughs> okay, they stole it. Okay, you happy? <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you guys want to talk a little bit about what went into making this thing? Let's do it. Let's do that. Sure. Hi. This is Bios, Trivia, Ratings, and Stray Observations. Well, uh, of course, Mrs. Pinkney is, as uh, Lyndon noted, is played by Kim Whitney. Uh, this was her second credit on IMDb. I couldn't believe it. Wow. Uh, ever? I, yeah. I, I feel like I've seen her in a million things, but some... She's, she's in a million things. Yeah, yeah. Um, some, wow. some of uh, the things you might recognize her from are uh, include Martin, Married with Children, Next Friday. That's probably like the one that I know her from the best. Um, I think that's the biggest is next yeah. Friday. Uh, Nutty Professor 2. She did a voice on the Proud Family. Uh, the Parkers, That's So Raven, Reno 911, Boondocks, and, of course, Kirby Enthusiasm. Um, I also took a look at Kendall Gill because I was just curious if he had ever uh, acted in anything else. And um, he only had three acting credits that weren't himself. And one of them included Oddville MTV, uh, which uh, was like just this bizarre talk show on MTV. Really, like I remember Oddville. Ah, nice. Just so weird. I I, I don't know what he was on it, but um, yeah, bizarre credit. Um, and I also took a look at Willie Brunson, Moo, uh, and this was his only credit. Um, and I I looked him up. Could not find anything else on him this was it uh so pretty fun pretty cool yeah cool um well i took a look at the director of this episode uh the two we've talked about two my brothers my brother and me's before we talked about dd's yeah. haircut and we talked about the practical joke war both of those episodes were at a, uh directed by a guy named adam weissman um, mm. Weissman did half the series. The other half was done by the director of this episode. Um, his name is Orlando Ar- Ar- Smith. Um, mm. And Orlando Smith started out by directing some a couple episodes of The Jeffersons. Um, <laughs> then uh, he moved on to 227. Mm. Um, he did an episode of Married with Children. Uh, he did um, What's Happening Now, uh, a show called Homeroom. 
Uh, he did seven episodes of My Brother and Me, um, including Basketball Tryouts, Dee Dee Runs Away, The Robin Hood Play, um, The Surprise, Candy Sale, and The Big Bully. Mm. Um, and then the last thing he's credited as directing was in 1996, which was two episodes of Malcolm and Eddie. Interesting. So uh, Arlando Smith. Andrew, do you have any trivia? Um, just one little thing that occurred to me. Do you guys know what everybody's, what the kids' ages are? Um, I know Alfie and Goo are, you mean in real life or in the show? No, no, on the show. I think Alfie and Goo are 11. Yeah, that's correct. Um, um Dee, 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 I guess, is 8, and Melanie is supposedly 15, which hmm. seems like too old but that's according to wikipedia i couldn't find any other evidence of her age for sure okay um, i thought she was wait didn't she say her age in the episode they mentioned that no she, she said she's a teenager yeah 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 okay yeah i i, I just want to say kendall gill played for the heat in, in 2001 mm. so <laughs> that's pre- that's pretty cool yeah, Kendall. Speaking of, he didn't he didn't retire. I think to like what oh five oh five or huh. something. Yeah, that's yeah, a, I, I did not I did league. not know he was in the league that long. Uh, he I mean he jumped all so he played for seven teams. Do you guys think you could name them without looking? Oh, <laughs> um, I know Charlotte. Yep, and he said Sh- he Charlotte's so. the only team he played for twice. Seattle. Um, Charlotte, Seattle, Miami. Did he play for New York Knicks? No, not the Knicks. Hmm. No, I can't think of. Yeah, that's a lot. Of it's teams. interesting because I do think he's like most associated with the Charlotte Hornets. I think he was on their like thirty-year uh, all-time roster team, but um, he actually played the longest for the New Jersey Nets. Uh, he played five years there. Huh. I wonder. I wonder what years he was with the Nets. Uh, he was there ninety-six to two thousand one. I wonder if he was on that when the Nets went to the um, finals that year with Jer- with Kittles and all them. Yeah. I think so. I, I don't yeah. Would you think he was on that team, Justin? I think so. Yeah. Okay. That was around the same time frame. Yeah, at least at the end of it. Yeah. Uh, he he also played for the SuperSonics, of course. He, as Justin said, uh, he played for the Timberwolves for one year. He played for the Chicago Bulls for one year, and he played for the Milwaukee Bucks for one year. Uh, I also want to note that he was NBA's all-rookie first team, 1991. Uh, he was the leader in steals in uh, NBA season in 1999. And he, this record still holds up. He has the most uh, s- steals in one game, like, in NBA history. Anybody guess? Huh. want to guess how many um, stolen balls he had in one game? 17? Mm, <laughs> Lennon? Um, I'm going to go 20. Andrew? Uh, I don't know what's what, but I'll say 15. You guys are on crack. Okay, uh, he... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like crazy if a player gets like three stolen balls. He had uh, 11. Um, well, pretty close. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that still holds up. 11's the most steals in one NBA game. Uh, mm. So, shout out to Kendall. All-time great. I play a lot of... I play a lot of NBA 2K, so maybe that's why I'm thinking I'm swapping like 20 steals a game. (laughs) 
Justin's playing on rookie, just like absolutely destroying <laughs> the computer. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Winning by 70. <laughs> His creator player is like seven feet tall. Um, okay, let's do some strap observations. Um, did you guys catch what Didi was donating to the bazaar? I uh, I forget. I didn't I didn't see I didn't see oh, it. Yeah, uh, I don't think I caught that. It was a Mr. Tomato head. Oh. Oh yeah, and I think Alfie said I'll donate something that I don't like either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I have a few things. Um Kendall Gill in the comic book shop, Justin probably might notice. Did you see what shoes he was wearing, Justin? I didn't even catch that. I didn't see his feet. He was wearing Jordans. Which model? Was nine Space Jams. <laughs> Ooh. Yep, he had the nines on the um, Space Jam nines. Um, also, I think I want to say when the mom was in the dunk take, I think her shirt was a Sade shirt. It was either Sade or Lena Horne, but I think it was Sade. Yeah, I think you're right. I wait, think? you think it was Sade? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I was trying to figure that out. Wait. Yeah. Uh, wait, whose shirt? Mom, when she was in the dunk tank? No, that was a Billie Holiday shirt. Yeah. Oh, was it Billy? Okay, I think you're sure? right. Yeah, I'm sure. I it was Billy Holiday. You could be right. It, I couldn't think a, it was either. It's a pretty famous picture of her singing. Okay. Like I like I. Yeah, I, had, I had trouble making out some specifics because the the Venmo episode <laughs> I watched was really blurry. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Did you just see? So effect- did you just see like money popping up on your screen? Because that's. <laughs> I had this. Yeah, it was hard with all the cash in the way. It was like one of those those tanks where you stand in there and try to catch the dollars. Yeah, so annoying. Somebody like walked in front of his TV and everything. All right, yeah. So mine too. I mean, I might be mistaken because I like it was a pretty blurry episode for me. Um, but there was a there was a basketball jersey outside of the comic book store at the bazaar. Did you guys catch what it was? Mm. It was a Hornets one, right? It was not, if I saw it correctly. Oh, okay. No, then I don't know. No. So I believe in the first scene when they're at the bazaar, someone walks by in a blue jersey, and I believe it's a Chris Webber uh, Warriors jersey. Oh, cool. Mm. It's kind. Of, it was kind of grainy, but I think it was because that was around the time that he had a big rookie season. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's pretty cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice. I didn't catch that. Um, well, we've been talking a little, like, shirts. Let's just... Can we name them here? Did you guys catch what shirt at the beginning Dee Dee and Alfie are wearing? They're both sports related. Dee Dee's. Yeah, one was wearing a Raiders uh, and yeah. jersey shirt, and one was wearing the Red Sox. Yes. Yeah. Alfie had yep. the Raiders rocking, Dee Dee was rocking the Red Sox. Nice. Which now, if you find that shirt, especially the Raiders one, it'll probably be like a good $300 <laughs> for that shirt. <laughs> Lyndon's got a Lyndon's got a delivery coming this weekend of a Raiders '90s jersey and a, a Steve Urkel pulled out. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Urkel, yes, I hate the Raiders. So that would. Um, uh, besides the Jackson Five, did you guys catch any of the albums? They were kind of hard to see. I tried. I really tried. It was so hard. Yeah. Um, Very blurry. No, I, I yeah, I didn't. Uh, I caught Helen Reedy's Greatest Hits, Dean Martin's Greatest Hits Volume 1, Duran Duran Flow, 
and the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. Um, so the dad had a hat on the whole episode. Does anybody know mm-hmm. where that hat is from? So that hat is from North Carolina Central University, and that is the HBCU in, in uh, Charlotte. Nice. So there was uh, there was quite a bit of Charlotte, uh, Carolina um, related sports memorabilia in the comic book shop. Did you guys catch some of it? This I didn't get any of. I, no, I don't yeah. think so either. So there was a there was a Larry Johnson uh, poster on the wall. There was a an Alonzo Morning jersey and a Carolina Panthers uh, jersey that would have been right around the time that they were announced as an expansion team. Yeah, it would have been. or maybe maybe right right as their first season was starting. Yeah, would have had to been. Nice. Um, oh, okay. Did you guys catch the name of their uncle? <laughs> oh, um, uh, pork? Yeah, Uncle Pork. Porky? <laughs> Uncle pork. I think they were talking about like a food place called Uncle Porks. Oh, really? Yeah. It might. It might be though. I mean, maybe, yeah, I think, maybe. I think you're right. Hold on. Uncle. I don't know. It could be either. It could be either one. What if it's, uh, maybe it's a real place? <laughs> old, old Uncle Porkers. It wasn't Porker. Nah. nah. No, I said pork. Uncle. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see anything. <laughs> um, did you catch the food places that Alfie wanted to get instead? I do remember McDonald's. Yeah. I don't know any. I don't think I can remember the other one. Um, well, he called it McDonald's Cafeteria. Not really sure what what that means, but um, or Shabazz was the other place. Hmm. Mm. Okay. So this is an observation, but more like it helped me explain this to me because maybe there was something I missed. So there was a joke about Todd Bridges. Mm. Yeah. Like, you'll mm. disappear like Todd Bridges. Like, I, I, I don't know. That kind of went over my head. Like, I knew he had gotten to some trouble or whatever, but I don't know. I didn't get that reference. Did you guys get that reference? At the uh, time? Well, I'm... I think he said that he'll be he said he was going to be bigger than Todd Bridges, right? Yeah. Yeah, Urkel. In five, oh, I thought he said he's... In five years, Urkel will be bigger than Todd Bridges. And he said who? Yeah. Oh, oh gotcha. I thought they said he was going to disappear. Like that. <laughs> oh, that was... It's a whole other episode right there. That sounds like one of my... That sounds like one of my Reddit episodes. <laughs> exactly. You gonna do that uh, writing episode, of my brother and me? Yeah, nice. Wienerville. They're hunting down the disappearance of Todd Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> just, Kinda just a bloody, a bloody Kendall Gill. <laughs> <laughs> what you talking about, Andrew? <laughs> oh boy. Um, so I counted, uh, I counted the amount of people at the comic shop. Um, extras and I was very impressed. Oh. Do you guys want to guess how many extras there were? Boy. Uh, I feel like there had to have been 20. It was pretty packed. Okay. I'll say 17. Uh, I'm going to do the prices right thing and I'm going to say 18. <laughs> <laughs> One dollar. Uh, there, there was, including the main, our main cast, there was 28 people in that shop. Wow. Yeah. 
Wow. Which you can, I, I was a, I feel pretty good about because they do like a pan across the entire yeah. store the first time you're in there. So um, yeah, that's, that's pretty impressive by Nickelodeon standards as we've come to find. Yeah. Sure. I thought so too when I seen that. I was like, that's a lot of people that's yeah. not a part of the show yeah. in this episode. Yeah. Uh, well, ratings, uh, IMDb, listen, listen. I usually think that IMDb <laughs> is not very far off from what we think, but this score is straight up weird. Um, yeah. It, it has a 6.3 out of 10. Wow. Um, there are four yeah. people who gave it one out of 10. Um, I mean, who would take Does it happen to have their happen to have their address there <laughs> Seriously. it's so weird though who goes to i who would go to a my brother and me episode to be like i'm trashing this you know yeah. what i mean like, it's so weird yeah i mean this is easily easily a top three of the series too like yeah. this is that's that's just disrespectful yeah. um you know what i noticed um, i believe that's the highest any episode ha- highest score any episode has on imdb what? Man, um, wow. what's this country's uh, problem? But what, <laughs> everybody get a life. <laughs> but um, but what's also kind of weird is the show itself has like an eight point something. Yeah. So it's all over the place. Weird. Well, um, IMDb screwed up. Uh, so out of five Krebs stars, what did you guys give the charity? Um, I I gave it a five out of five. Sure. Um, I mean, I there's like plenty of stuff that like objectively I could complain about, but again, it all feels good and satisfying, and like I don't really like some of these shows. Like I find myself being annoyed by stuff they're doing wrong or something, but on this, like I don't, I just don't really care. I guess I don't, I don't know. And this episode in particular feels just like a essential Nickelodeon episode. Um, like it would go in the, if we created uh, our own library of Nickelodeon Congress, whatever, um, yeah, it would go in there. So uh, I, I I love it. I, it's just it's such an enjoyable episode to watch. It was funny the whole time, pretty much. Um, yeah, I just it's so good. Uh, I'm also going to give it a five out of five. Um. It's it's a great episode. Like I said before, if nobody's ever seen My Brother and Me, this is the episode that yeah. I definitely recommend you watch. This is that thing where, you know, nobody's ever watched a certain thing or wrestling. You tell them that one match, hey, if you want to get into wrestling, you need to watch these matches right here. You know, that's how I feel. Um, it's great. The writing's good. Um, like I said, you know, you could nitpick a couple of other stuff, but then you got to think about this is a quintessential Nickelodeon, I mean, blueprint episode from like kids and just, you know, a little bit of goofiness here and there and just, you know, I mean, everything. I mean, is this such a great episode? You got a, you know, celebrity in it. You got sports in it, which, you know, I love. So, I mean, you just, I mean, is this a a great episode? Yeah. I just, you know, from from start to finish and it just feels like like at the beginning of the episode with just alfie and Didi, i just love how when you just i don't think people realize how much the my brother and me the adults are not even in the scene sometimes most of the time i think people not wrapping their head these are just kids 
most of the time in these scenes, and they're holding their own, and you're watching it like these are adults, like glued to the TV. That's how good it is, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Five out of five for me. For sure. Nice. So I just have one nitpick with the episode, and it's just a a personal (laughs) Why are they wearing those masks, right, Justin? (laughs) How did they get them? (laughs) So that's why I'll give them two and a half. So, you know, the, the one of my favorite things about the series is whenever we get a, a reference to your Uncle Lawrence, mm. um, we didn't get one of those. So I'm going to have to go with a one. Yeah. Um, they did have an nah. Uncle Pork. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I got to give it a five out of five. I do. I do love me some Uncle Lawrence. And, I, and, you know, if this was the first episode, they might not have had that that mm-hmm. going yet. But like there's nothing there this is one of the most rewatchable I, I i watched it like one in the morning two nights ago um it's great like I, this is a show that when it was on it, that like anytime it was on i wasn't turning the channel i was stopping playing whatever i was doing i'm sitting and watching it like there's no reason there shouldn't have been more seasons of this i'd love yeah. to know why that wasn't you know uh especially for what it was um you know Nick, nickelodeon and their their representation of of every kid, you know, and like um, I'm a I'm a grew up like in the rural, you know, out here in the country, little white kid, you know, and like seeing like black families and stuff. I've always had like an interest in the culture because there was a whole world out there that I didn't know in, in real life. And I'm watching TV and I'm seeing this, and like then you like everybody has the the people that you know when you would watch a Nickelodeon show, like all the characters on like most of the shows in the nineties on Nickelodeon, like everybody was represented. You know what I mean? And I feel like this was an important show uh, for other kids uh, to, to see, you know, people that they know um, from their life on TV. And it was, it's just well-written. Like we talked about earlier, Uh, the actors, um, they were, they were all likable. Um, Except for, you know, Melanie was kind of like, she did her thing. She did what she was supposed to do. She was kind of like the the bratty older sister. Um, but there was just so much good about this show. I would really love to understand what it was that didn't get renewed when there was a lot of other series on Nickelodeon that got renewed that probably weren't as, as good. Mm. Um so yeah, after that that little rant there, I say five out of five, perfect episode, uh, top three, and this is one of my this is one of my top five shows on Nickelodeon. Wow. Um, so I love it. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Um, what we did on our summer vacation, Zeke the plumber, mm. Field of Peep, the Tale of Dead Man's Float, the Nightcrawlers. Wacky Deli, Hard Days Pete, Mail Carrier Mona, and now, sound that air horn. The Charity. <laughs> Straight Fives, folks. Uh, enters wow. the BOC pantheon oh, of uh, the very few episodes that uh, both Andrew and I and whoever the guests are uh, deem perfect. Um, yeah, I mean... You guys said it best. I mean, 
you could just say the Kendall Gill episode and every kid that watched <laughs> 90s Nickelodeon would be like, oh, yeah, my brother and me, like, of course. Um, and there's if you can do that, then it's a classic episode of Nick television, right? It's you, you mm. can say Zeke, you can say Nightcrawlers and and people know exactly what you're saying. And um, it's not it, really the I think the best thing about the episode in retrospect is like Kendall Gill is nowhere near the best part. It's just funny that like, <laughs> it's funny that they had this kind of like B level NBA star as like the big get. Right. So like, there's no reason any kid would know who Ken- Kendall Gill is uh, now, except I think that maybe this episode, um, uh, I think that's like a huge part. Who do you think would be the equivalent like the equivalent of a Kendall Gill on your favorite '90s team. Mm. So, like, who's your favorite? Like, Cavs. Like, they would be like on the same level as Kendall Gill. I'm trying to think of. Yeah, it'd be like. Who's like a semi star? Yeah, that's a good question. You mean now in the league or back in the '90s? In the '90s, Bobby. Well, Larry Johnson, no. <laughs> yeah, Sean, Sean, like washed up Sean Kemp on the Cavs. Um, I don't know. No, I, I actually. <laughs> People are like, "What are you guys talking about?" Um, yeah, I think I think for the Heat, it might have been like a Dan Marley or something. Oh yeah, C- Cavalier legend, sure. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, just a just a really perfect episode. Uh, Kendall Gill is fun, but really the episode is just masterfully kind of. It's two super simple premises. They got to do this thing at the carnival, and then they're also at the comic book shop. And the way it kind of just splices together feels oddly effortless for a live action Nickelodeon show for a sitcom. And um, I think it's really like you could see the potential, the best potential of the show in this episode. And uh, yeah, as everybody has said, it's a shame that um, they didn't do more, but this episode is where it's at. Um, It it also, um, it also kind of made me go down a rabbit hole of all the nineties, like sports movies I used to watch as a kid mm-hmm. too, like the whole Mighty Ducks mm-hmm. and Rookie of the Year and all of that. Yeah, for sure. I think you forgot to say when you were talking about all your five stars across the board, did you forget to say Beaver Fever? <laughs> I, I can't tell if you're joking. I... <laughs> <laughs> Are you joking? Now I can't remember what I gave it. But oh, I yeah, I'm joking. <laughs> Uh, Beaver Fever, Andrew, you gave a three and a half. I gave it a oh. two. And yeah. our guest that episode, I think, which was Jim, gave it a three. Okay. Uh, didn't hear any uh, 15 episodes on there. Mm. <laughs> True. Well, I, I can't count for everyone's vote. Um, <laughs> uh, do you guys want to name the episode? Oh, yeah. Uh, I called this one Dunks and Punks. Okay. Dunks and yeah. Punks. Very kind of... Yeah, I like it. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> it's like kind of like a Freaks and Geeks episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dunks and Punks. Couldn't really come up with nothing, so I came up with Slam Dunk with Funk. <laughs> mm, nice. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I had uh, Duncan with Kendall. Yeah. Um, but I also was trying to toy around with something with Moo, but I couldn't come up with anything. I was thinking yeah. like, like Kendall moves to Seattle. Or... 
pretty good. Show. I don't know. <laughs> I just love Moo. I love that character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's great. Um, man, I have three here. I'm still kind of going oh. um, back and forth. Let's hear. Let's hear. Them. Well, the, I, I know which one I want to go with, but um, I did. We even mention the classic him saying "ugly." Instead of ugly? Oh, we didn't. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, Oogle. no. I don't think we did. Uh, well, one of my options was Oogle, Di- Oogle Dilemma. Um, yeah. I'm not going with that That's one. The, yeah. the One of the other ones was Goo Boo Moo and Gill. I'm not going to go with that mm. one. Pretty I think good. what I'm, I'm going to go with Green Around the Gill. Ah, uh, nice. yeah, yeah, that's good. Okay. <laughs> What about what about Mugle? Mugle, <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> Mugle, Mugle, I like it. Uh, go around again. Uh, mine's called Dunks and Punks. Slam dunk with funk. Dunking with Kendall. And green around the gill. We will uh, nice. we will post those, uh, and then uh, you guys can vote and. Uh, yeah, let us know which one's your favorite. Uh, before we go, got um, a couple letters here. All right, this letter is from our buddy Kale, um, and he actually wrote us about our write-in episode spinoff, which is perfect since Lyndon is here. Nice. Um, he says, hey, guys, I've been meaning to write you about a few random topics, but I need to address the elephant in the room first, the write-in episode spinoff podcast. Andrew's Osardo was a worthwhile investigation in the timeless question of how much Sardo is too much Sardo. I was expecting a multi-cam sitcom parody centered around his family life, but the quantum leap or sliders angle opened things up and gave it an extra wrinkle. The highlight was definitely Sardo's sullen, but I'm losing on the deal as he left near the end. To echo everyone's comments, Lyndon's Hey Gerald was definitely the truest Nick spinoff. It was obvious that he put a lot of what he wanted to see in this piece. It had the tone of Hey Arnold, but gave you something totally different. That's the mark of a that is the mark of a successful spinoff. And Joey. Joey, Joey, Joey. <laughs> Your bat sh saying Wienerville spinoff that would never air on Nick in a million years is exactly what I wanted. You turned Wiener, you turned Wienerville into an incredibly dark Lynchian show by taking the goofy elements that were there and playing them straight in a gritty reality. That's my kind of humor. The subtle allusions to the old cartoon segments were perfect. You absolutely crushed it, man. This was one of my favorite writing episodes thus far. Great stuff, everyone. Later, uh, Kale. Wow, really nice. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you, Kale. I thank you, Kale. I appreciate it. That was one of my favorite things to do with them. I'm glad they invited me for it. Um, Joey, I don't know how much laughing he had to cut <laughs> when we did that, but man, it it was it was hard to get through that. I mean, I know he did a great job editing, but when he was telling that story, it was it was tough. I was I was straight up crying. Uh, I was like laughing so hard. Oh my, oh my god, that was... <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, really nice letter. Thank, um, thank you. Thanks, man. Um, our next letter comes from Archer. Uh, he says, Howdy, Gut Buckets. My name is Archer, and I've been listening to your show since last summer. I'm a comic book and graphic artist, so naturally that means I had to start working for DoorDash during the pandemic. 
I have stumbled upon your pod and I've been consuming all that I can can on Spotify. It's been so amazing to find people whose blood runs orange just like mine. Nick means the world to me. Most of my art is 80s and 90s inspired, from toys and commercials to sitcoms and movies. I have recently started working to become a 90s style tattoo artist. The first thing I did was tattoo Henry and June on my knuckles. Enter Joey's comment about Kablam here. It's been great to hear in-depth reviews of classic shows, especially when you're able to collab with the creators or actors. But my favorite thing by far is the Wrighton episode shows. Holy moly. They have been intense, especially the Playland pitch. I can't get the pops and bones stuck in oven out of images out of my head. Also, shout out to Melissa. We had a lot of the same tastes back in the day, but hating on Tiny Toons has to end. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have to stay, say that Nick still inspires me to this day. The Rocco movie really gave me the push I needed to come out as a trans man. Who would have thought? In the 90s, I was raised by my older brother and single mother, so my babysitter was Nick. I can still remember playing sick so I could stay home and watch Nick Jr. in face. And I couldn't tell my friends they would make fun of me because I was far too old at that point to be humming the songs to Allegra's window in Gullah Gullah Island. But that's Nick. It allows us to escape to whatever time we want to. Whether it's eating a bowl of Fruit Loops, watching Garfield and friends before catching the bus, or hiding under the blanket when Zebo's cigar smoke is haunting you. So thank you both for this podcast. Thank you to your friends and family members on it. Thank you to the guests, cast, and creators. And of course, thank you to the artists who get to come on in your show. And let me say that sentence again. Thank you to the guest cast and creators. And of course, thank you to the artists who get to come on your show. We're out here grinding. You definitely need to talk about the Wild and Crazy Kids episode that happened in the mall and was a marathon-style game because I remember them using the power pad. Oh, yeah. And that shit was legendary. <laughs> Sincerely, Archer. Oh, man. Really. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Really Archer. incredible letter. Um, yeah. And also, um, I'm just looking at it now, really designed nicely. Um, just... Just really nice. Um, yeah, he has some. He has some like really cool Nick designs, including that classic Nick radio that you had, Andrew. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Love it. I need to hit him up and get my uh, cool doctor money tattoo. Oh <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I think Archer is from North Carolina, which is appropriate for my brother and me. But uh, you'll yeah. have to make a trip, Justin. Can I stay at your place, Lyndon? Where does he live? Carolina. Where are you from? I'm not from Carolina, Justin. I keep telling you that. She stop it. Oh boy. Um, and then one one final one here. One more uh, writing episode. This is from Adam uh, from the Adam and Aaron podcast. Hi, Andrew and Joey. I wanted to write to you guys after listening to your spinoff episode. Very fun premise, and I loved the array of ideas. Having never seen a Wienerville episode, Joey's pitch made me want to watch it. In no way I ever thought possible. <laughs> Uh, your episode got my wheels turning for what show I would do a spinoff for and no it's not Keenan and Kel for once this uh, so he just sent us a brief description of his uh, pitch for a right oh, yes. episode the year 1981 the setting Onion Pool High School England best friends Clyde and Monroe are struggling to stand out among their peers until a golden opportunity presents itself in the shape of a school talent show the two wannabe musicians, who until now have just been jamming in Clyde's parents' shed, decide to debut their talents. 
They struggle with coming up with lyrics until Clyde chokes on his mom's cooking, specifically, uh, <laughs> specifically a bean curd, inspired by the experience they penned their first song about killer tofu. After recruiting their shared crush Wendy to play the keyboard and their their bully turned drummer Flounder, they call their band Pickled Beats. They start making music tapes in their friend Melvin's basement and begin their journey to create the greatest rock band of all time. Show title, The Beats. Keep on rocking, Adam. Oh, boy. I love that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I'd watch it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I never thought about that. <laughs> Nice one. Um, yeah, yeah, thanks, Adam. Yeah, thank you, everybody. Uh, very, yeah, very kind uh, for people to take the time to write. We we still got more to catch up on, um, so we're 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 trying to get to everybody, uh, and hopefully we will. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that wraps up the charity, Andrew. What's what's next? <laughs> uh, next time. We're not sure exactly what we're going to do, but uh, we're going to have something fun. Oh, yeah. I think we don't know because it's going to be so fun. Yeah, it's going to be so good. We we are not even, we can't even believe it. (laughs) We can't even grapple with it, our minds. Um, Yeah, but it it should be very fun. Um, In the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, you can find us on Twitter at BOC Podcast, at at Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. Uh, you can email us like Kale, Archer, and Adam did at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. You can hear us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean. Um, leave us a review. Uh, thank you to everybody who has started kind of leaving ratings on Spotify. Uh, I think that I think that helps. I'm not sure, but um, it feels good anyways. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, and, uh, yeah. and speaking of appreciate, Justin, Lyndon, you guys... You really brought it. Thank you, man. Anytime. You are you already know. Yeah, it's a good time. This was like this was on my bucket list one to do my brother and me for a while, so happy to be a part of it and uh everybody listen. Also leave them a rating on Venmo. They really appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't send money, yeah. just send the message part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just give them five stars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, thank you guys. Thanks everybody for writing in, and uh, we hope we'll see you all, you tomato heads, next time. The night MJ scored 63 points when the Lakers won titles back to back. Didn't give nobody no kind of slack. When Vince Carter came, stuck his arm in the rim. Everybody went crazy in the whole damn gym. Uh-huh. To Kimbe Matumbo standing tall, playing D with desire. It's basketball. Sing. I am Justin. Let's try it again.
let's see. Uh, maybe go go Justin and then Lyndon. Cool. Okay. You just just yeah, just pick up like I'm Justin. Oh. I feel like this is like the scene in Wayne's World where they're doing the countdown. <laughs> <laughs> All right, three, 